Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Daisy Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. It is a blessing and a privilege to live in these United States. And we don't always know the sacrifices that have gone on in people's lives around us because not everybody wears a uniform today, right? So be mindful of that. Be mindful of that as you go about your day. Listen. So today, we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about um, permeating values. We've been talking about that, right? So... John and Becca can't be with us today. They're still at home recovering, so be remember to pray for them. So he normally does the first week of our permeating values as we move into a new value. And this week we are down to, who can tell me where we're at? Who's been paying attention in class? No. Naturally supernatural. That's what we're going to talk about today. So... It's kind of fun being the one who goes first when we start something new because these two guys don't get to steal my material, right? (laughs) So what does that mean, naturally supernatural? I think of all of our permeating values, most of them are pretty self-explanatory, but this one gets a little like, what, what does that mean? So we're going to break it down a little bit today so that you can walk out of here knowing what naturally supernatural means. So first, we're going to start, we're going to break it down. So first we have the natural realm. That is where we can feel, taste, touch, smell, hear. We use our five senses in the natural realm, correct? correct. Are you with me? I know that was very emotional. Be with me. Bring it down. We're here. (laughs) Um, The empirical realm or the natural realm is the realm that we feel most at home in because we can use our five senses, right? We know what to expect. This is the realm where God has instituted laws of nature. So um, we go to bed, we wake up in the morning, and we don't think, oh my gosh, is the sun going to come up? Because the sun comes up every day, right? That's the natural realm. God created it. Um, And the sun, the moon, the stars, the ocean tides, all of that follows God's natural order, laws of nature, right? He created it all. And we are created beings, and we have natural rhythms as well. We oxygenate our blood. As you're sitting there right now, you're breathing you're oxygenating your blood. Are you, are you thinking about that right now? You are now, because I mentioned it. But we don't. We don't think about our eyes blinking, our breathing, blood flowing through our veins to our extremities. We don't think about that unless there's some problem with that system. But generally, things move the way God designed them to move, and that's the natural realm. We are natural beings, right? You with me? Okay. We can all agree. Now, we're going to move into the supernatural realm. This is where it can get a little dicey. We are created in God's image with a spirit. 
That makes us spiritual beings as well as natural beings. Are you with me? Okay. The spiritual part of us that God put in us, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be a Sesame Street level as possible as I explain this, because that's what I need. I'm not super up here, theological superhuman. I'm like, break it down, Sesame Street level, so I can understand it, I can apply it, and I can move on. So you're going to get the very basement level, and Rod and John are much smarter than I am, and so they'll probably um, bring some more theological meat on these bones. I'm simply giving you the bones today. So this, this, the spiritual realm is the realm where the laws of nature can be rearranged, if you will. I'm reminded of something that Pastor John says, and he's not here today. Hi, John. You're not here to give me the eye, so. He says, I'm really good at following rules as long as I get to make them. And you know what? I think God is like that, too. God's really good at allowing the rules that he's set in place to just, we're breathing, we're oxygenating, the sun is rising, the sun is setting. But I think he says, this is how I hear his voice, I made all this, including the laws that govern creation, and I'm at liberty to change, suspend, or realign them anytime I choose. So can we agree that God created everything, including the laws of nature? That he is, first of all, he is love. And he is nothing but good. There is nothing but good in our God that we serve. So if he chooses to change the laws of nature, it's out of his love and his goodness. Are we still still tracking? Okay. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He controls everything. He is outside of time. So as I was starting to think about this whole supernatural realm, I started thinking about things in the Bible where the laws of nature were interrupted. And there's some pretty crazy things that have happened in the Bible. If you read this, and so I just started going through the inventory in my mind. Like, okay, what crazy things happened in the Bible? What crazy miracles happened in the Bible? And I just started writing things down, brainstorming. Okay, so here's, here's the list that I created, and I think you should find your own list because there's some pretty incredible things that happened. But, okay, this one always blew my mind. A donkey speaking. And, and I have a past. I haven't always been sweet church Pastor Sandy. I've actually done quite a few drugs. And you know what? I had never heard a donkey speak. <laughs> I have never... And this donkey is speaking. This is in Numbers chapter 22. I encourage you to go read it. It'll blow your mind. And then there is our friend Philip in the book of Acts who time travels. Yeah, Acts 8.39, he's there, and then he's gone. It's like, where, where did he go? He baptizes this guy, he's talking to him, and then he just disappears. And he shows up someplace else. That's pretty crazy, right? I've never time-traveled. I'd like to. That would be cool. Um, let's see, what else? What else is on my list? Oh, um, time stood still. In, let's see, in the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, 
They're fighting a battle. Joshua prays for time to stand still so they have more time to fight and defeat this enemy. And guess what? The sun just stayed right there. It didn't keep moving. It just stayed. That's crazy. How about um, Enoch and Elijah? They didn't die. They just got caught up. God's like, I am so pleased with you. You don't have to do that death thing. Let me just take you to be in heaven with me. I want to be that guy. (laughs) How about Lazarus? Most of us in the room know the story of Lazarus. He had been dead, wrapped up. They're afraid he's going to stink, and Jesus calls him out, right? How about Jericho? His people walk around this building for seven days and then shout and... It all falls down. I mean, that's the way I like to fight battles. You know, worship, go on a hike with some friends around this this town, and then, boop, everything's done. Oh, okay, we're done. We can go now. How incredible is our God? Things that don't make sense all of a sudden make sense because God's in control of the supernatural. Okay, how about, how about this one? When Jesus was crucified, the curtain in the temple tore from top to bottom, opening our our access to his presence. No longer was there a division. But get a load of this one. Darkness covered the earth. The earth shook. Rocks split in two. And this is the one that blows my mind. Bodies of of many, many, so more than one or two, Many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead and went into Jerusalem and appeared to many people. That is kind of mind-blowing, right? Something happened when Jesus, when Jesus died and was resurrected. Something happened. There was power there. And guess what? We, being his children of God, have access to that kind of power. And I love what Elena said this morning because the devil doesn't want you to know that you have access to that kind of power. So he's going to make you look at yourself and he's going to make you look at what you can and cannot do. Guess what, guys? Not about you. It's not about you. I still, I think about bodies like Uncle Joe he passed away six months ago, and now Uncle Joe is out walking to Jerusalem. Like, what did he look like? You know? I have these questions when I read the scriptures, because it's just one little, one little verse. But really, what did that look like? Can you put yourself there? Can you imagine? Uncle Joe, he's back. He's coming for dinner. He's been dead six months. You know, that is the power of our God. So, Those are really cool Bible stories. You know, that's what we hear when we're kids, that these are Bible stories like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and Jesus resurrected from the dead. It's not a story. It's real. It's not a fairy tale. It's real. And how do I know this is real? Because I've seen that power in my life. So the question is, how do we walk in the empirical, the natural realm, and also in the supernatural realm? How do we do that? That's a very good question, and I don't have all the answers. 
Um, John Wimber, who is a founding father of the Vineyard Movement, has a video that I highly encourage you to watch. It's on YouTube, and it is called, um, I think it's called, The Five Steps of Healing Prayer Model. And he explains a little bit more. We don't have time to go into it. It's about a 30-minute video, but I highly encourage you watch it because he talks about being naturally supernatural and how do we do that. Um, he, he explains that we notice things in the natural realm and then we're in tune with what's going on in the supernatural realm. So we're listening to Holy Spirit as we're seeing things around us. And I love the video that we showed for Veterans Day because what did the young man that was active duty, what did he do? He saw, right? He used his natural senses that God gave him to notice. He noticed the tattoo on the, on the older gentleman's arm. And he did something with it. Now, I would like to say he was led by the Holy Spirit for that whole interaction with the young man. Because what a blessing, right? He was seen. He was noticed. Did some great miracle happen that day? Maybe not as we standardize miracles. But sometimes when we just see someone, that's a miracle. And our job is to bring the love of God wherever we go. And that comes in power. That comes in powerful healing encounters. That comes in all different kinds of things. So, um, let me see. Who in the room believes that God still speaks to us? Oh, good. Most of you. Good, good. So we're on, we're on the same page here. Yeah, he didn't all of a sudden go mute. He has talked throughout history to his people, and he has not stopped. And he talks to us in lots of different ways. It can be a feeling, like sometimes I'll walk into a room, and you're like, ooh, I can sense the atmosphere here. This is, this is, there's some darkness here, or there's, this is a happy, like this morning I was talking to Rod before service, and I came in here yesterday to, to grab something, and I'm walking through the sanctuary, and it's like, Oh, I just want to stay here. I can feel his presence in this building. And it's so intoxicating. You just want to stay wherever his presence is. So we can feel the environment around us. We can receive a thought that's like, wait, where did that thought come from? That's not my thought. Has anybody experienced that? Okay, good. Um, we can have a vision. This is how God talks to me a lot. I'll get a picture. Sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. And then I ask him, okay, I, I see this picture. Number one, is that from you or is that the pizza I ate last night? <laughs> and number two, what are you trying to tell me? I want to be in tune with you. What are you trying to tell me? And he's a good daddy and he most of the time explains things. Sometimes he doesn't. Because he's God and he can do what he wants, right? Um, dreams. Who's a dreamer? All right. I love our dreamers. Write them down, guys. If you're having a dream and you're like, ooh, I think there's something to that, there probably is. Write it down. Um, how about a pain in your body that is not yours? Okay. Usually people who move more in the gift of healing will get that. Sometimes it's called a word of knowledge. We have all of these fancy terms. But basically you get, you walk in, you're feeling great, and all of a sudden, oh, my, my knee is suddenly hurting. Ask God, okay, 
who, who here needs to have their knee fixed, you know? Um, and then sometimes we get like a knowing, a message, like, how do I know that? I shouldn't know that. Sometimes when we're ministering to somebody, God will download something about that person so that you can minister more effectively. Has that ever happened to anybody? All right. Very cool. So guess what? You're naturally supernatural. Simple as that. Um, And I believe that these spiritual gifts that we receive are God's way of getting our attention because he wants to demonstrate his love in someone else's life. So I'm currently reading this great book. It's called... um, Naturally Supernatural, The Normal Christian Life by Wendy Mann. It's a really good book. If you can get your hands on it, I think they have it on on Kindle, Amazon. It's really, really good. And she talks about um, what is it like to be a normal Christian. So we think, when you you hear that term, normal Christian, what do you think? (laughs) Is there such a thing? Yes, Mary Ellen, there is. So what, what does normal Christian behavior look like? We probably think, oh, well, they're good people. Okay? Not so much. A normal Christian should be someone who relies on God's power, sees things around them, taps into that power from heaven, and ministers his love. Simple as that. It's not complicated. It's not mystic. It's not strange. So I think about, let's see, let me, let me read this. Here's an excerpt from her book. We are anointed with the Holy Spirit and power so that we can go around everywhere doing good and healing those that are under the power of the devil because God is with us. It is still Jesus's desire to see the kingdom of God advance on the earth. The kingdom of the enemy brings brokenness, destruction, sickness, and death. The kingdom of God brings life, healing, freedom, and wholeness. Jesus is passionate about his father's kingdom overpowering the defeating, overpowering and defeating the enemy's schemes, and it is still his plan to see the kingdom come through his disciples. Guess who his disciples are? That was so weak. Who are his disciples, people? We are his disciples. So I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 10. And we are going to read one verse and make it an official church meeting. Acts 10, 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Simple. Anointed, loved, and anointed by his father, going around doing good because God was with him. He says, I only do what I see my father doing. So that means you got to be watching for what the father is doing. And how do we do that? By tapping in, meditating, listening, So we need to be very careful, though. This is a caution. This is a warning. Let's not get twisted because it's not about us. And that can be a real, a real block 
to the flow of the spirit is when we make it about us. Let's, let's get it straight. It is God and only God who saves, heals, and delivers. Only God. It's only his power working through his disciples that brings about the supernatural, miraculous goodness that he wants to pass on to his people. There's no pressure on you to make something happen. So tell yourself, no pressure on me. And yet, Jesus wants to invite us into this exciting adventure of seeing his kingdom break in and people be set free. He wants to co-labor with us. So I think about supernatural encounters as divine appointments. So sometimes you have to clear your calendar so that you can be available for those divine encounters. You have to take time to listen, not just talk, because we do a lot of talking. Sometimes you just got to take some time to listen to where he's leading you, what he wants you to do. And that can be, you know, a morning prayer time. That can be as you go, you're walking in this building and you're like, oh, there's people here. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to minister? How do you, we have to be available. I think John Wimber says that we are change in God's pocket and he can spend us however he chooses. If we have that kind of relationship with our dad, life can be a true adventure. I think of, I don't, I forgot to bring my phone up, but how I view myself in these encounters is I'm simply the cell phone. So God makes a call. I'm the phone. We hand it to the person we're ministering to and they receive the message. So it's not about me. I'm the cell phone, right? Sometimes the things that we're receiving will make absolutely no sense to us, but it's not about us. It's about the person we're delivering the message to. We don't have to explain things. We don't have to interpret things. Sometimes God will give us something and then he'll give us an interpretation as well. Sometimes he doesn't. When you get a message for somebody, you're a messenger, give what you feel like the Lord is giving you. But don't be weird or mystical. Really? You know? Like, I've heard people... Thus the Lord saith to you today. Are you the Lord all of a sudden? Stop. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't use crazy Christianese terminology that the person you're ministering to. Because you know what? My heart is let's go take this to the streets to people who've never darkened the door. You know, let's go out as we're delivering these Thanksgiving boxes in a couple, in a couple of weeks. Let's just pray for people. Let's see what God does. He shows up and stuff happens. But if you're all weirdy churchy, it's going to be a huge turnoff. So trust me, just be yourself. God made you and you're perfect just the way you are. Don't try to be something you're not. I, I sometimes will have an internal dialogue. I talk to myself a lot. I might need more medication for that, but you know. <laughs> This is, this is the internal dialogue that I have. How best can I help the person that I'm getting ready to talk with? How best can I help them connect with the love and power and the message that you have for them? And then just wait a second. Don't be in a hurry. Take a deep breath. And listen. 
and then be obedient. It's not difficult. It might start with just listening to someone. It might be giving someone a hug. It might be just smiling and, hey, how you doing today? And then follow where the Holy Spirit leads you. First, look at the natural and then be listening for guidance from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to give you a couple of of experiences from my life and kind of how they came about because I'm really good at at following what I've seen done before. So I'm going to give you some things that have happened with me. So a couple of weeks ago, I was on a walk with my niece and my little grandbaby, and we're going around, walking around the lake by my house, and there's a little guy, and he comes out, and he's got his walker. He's walking around the lake, and he, all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, because Brian Blount had just been here, and I'm like, ooh, maybe he needs some healing. So I got, like, really excited, and I'm like, then I got really nervous and I'm like, Oh, this guy, I don't know this guy. So I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? If you want me to pray for this guy, give me an in, give me an in. So that was my prayer before. And he's walking along, minding his business. We're walking along, minding our business. We're just getting ready to pass each other. And he goes, Oh, my leg hurts so bad. I'm like, well, if that's not an in, I don't know what is. So I said, oh, hello, sir. How are you today? And he's like, oh, I'm okay, but my leg really hurts. And I said, well, I'm a believer. Can I pray for you? He goes, well, I'm a believer too. Yeah, that would be fine. And he keeps walking. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Can I pray for you right now? Can I put my hands on your leg and pray for you? And he's like, oh, okay. A little out of his paradigm, I could tell. Be watching. Be watching the person you're ministering to. Our goal isn't to freak people out. Our goal is to bring the love of the kingdom, right? So he lets me pray for his leg, and nothing really happened. I think he was still kind of freaked out. And so I'm like, okay, well, have a blessed day. We'll see you later, you know. And I'm like, uh, that was a failure. You know, I'm, I'm kind of walking away like, okay, God, you highlighted him. I did what I was supposed to. The rest is on you. And all of a sudden, the gentleman says, Thank you so much for stopping me and talking to me. My wife died a few months ago, and I've been really, really sad. And it just, it's nice to be seen. So here I am thinking he needs healing for his leg, which he did. And who knows, maybe God healed him after he went away with his walker. I don't know. That's, that's on God. But he was grieving, and for somebody to see him and care meant a lot to him. So we might think the Holy Spirit is leading us in one direction, And it might take a whole different turn. So just go with it. Go with the flow. So here's a really crazy one. So I was at a conference, and they said, okay, everybody stand up. um, Find somebody around you and pray with them. Well, I'm an introvert, and I don't really love just cold calling somebody. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it because I'm being told to do it, and I'm obedient. So... I walk over and I'm standing next to this lady and all of a sudden I get this download and it made absolutely no sense to me. He says to me, tell her that I'm supporting her like a bladder sling. And I'm like, yeah, no, I am not saying that. That is crazy and I'm not doing it. And then my heart started racing. And then I'm like, if I don't tell her this, I'm going to explode. I have to tell her. So I said, okay, hi. Uh, I have this really weird thing I need to tell you. And I told her, God told me to tell you that he's supporting you 
just like a bladder sling. Now, I worked in uh, surgery scheduling. I worked for a urologist. I know what a bladder sling is, so I had a paradigm for it, but I don't think, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. So this lady starts crying, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And she says, no, you don't understand. I had that surgery a couple of months ago. And she said, and I know what that bladder sling does. It supports, it lifts, it holds you up. And she said, my dad in California is going through treatment. We don't think he's going to live. And I've been driving back and forth from California to Arizona, taking care of my family here and going and trying to be with him. And I am just exhausted. And she goes, that meant the world to me. I didn't want to say it because it made no sense to me. But you know what? God knows them. And if we're obedient, we just get to be the cell phone. So... um. God can use the tap on the shoulder that he gives us to train us and to bring, bring about healing at the same time. Have you ever noticed that God doesn't do just one thing at one time? He is so crazy multifaceted that you think he's doing this and then you look back on it and go, oh, I see what he was doing there. I get it. So when Ed and I first started attending this church, it's been probably 20 something years ago, that John asked us to go to this Compassion Ministries conference. And so we go to this conference, and the lady is leading guitar. She's like the leader of this thing. And she's, and she had told us that she had hurt her back, and she couldn't bend over and was having a lot of pain. And during the big, it was at Vineyard North Phoenix, huge church. And we're sitting there, and I felt like the Holy Spirit say, you need to pray for her. And I was like, okay on the break, if I can get her alone, and there's nobody watching, then I'll pray for her. So I'm like wrestling this urge to go and pray for this lady. And so I was like, "Mm, no. And we were fairly young in in our walk with the Lord, and I, I, I I didn't have that trust built yet with him. And so I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I know, I don't know. We'll see. If I get an opportunity, then I will. Because, like I said, I'm obedient. Even when I don't want to, I'm obedient. So, the morning session is done. We go into this little workshop that Ed and I had signed up for. We get in the workshop. There she is again, leading worship. And I'm like, oh, well, it's a smaller crowd, but it's still a crowd. And I'm like, okay. So, I'm like, I'm going to use the restroom. So, I leave. I go to the restroom. I come back. And Ed's walking to the front of the room. I'm like, and he's more of an introvert than I am. I'm like, what, what are you doing? He goes, we have to go pray for this lady for healing right now. And I'm like, but she's leading worship. We're going to make a scene. I don't want to make a scene. And you know what we did? We went up, we prayed for that lady. She, we heard a loud audible pop and she's like, oh, I'm healed. She's bending down, touching her toes. And she's like, I'm completely healed. That was the first miraculous healing that I've seen. And if I hadn't followed my husband's lead because I was being disobedient, who knows? So he was using that experience. He wanted her. He loved her. He wanted her to be healed. But even more than that, he wanted us to know the power that we walk in, that we can pray for people and see them be healed and recovered. So I'm going to share one more. We're running a little long. We had a lot going on today. I'm going to share one more, and then we're going to pray for each other. Um, 
So this is crazy. Sometimes you'll give a word to somebody that means absolutely nothing to you and you don't even remember it. So I remember Faith Hammerquist that's back in our children's ministry. She, I guess, I don't even remember this. A few years ago, I gave her a word about seeing her playing the piano. Well, at that time, she didn't, she didn't play the piano, had no desire at that point to learn to play the piano, and I forgot all about it. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't, and that's okay. So she comes up to me like a few months ago, and she's like, remember when you gave me that word about playing the piano? And I'm like, nope, can't say that I do. I've slept a lot since then, and I don't remember it at all. And she said, well, the Lord put it on my heart to learn piano because we want to do missionary work, and I want to be able to lead worship when we go. And I was like, how cool is that? Years later, sometimes you give what you got and it makes absolutely no sense to either one of you. But if you put it on a shelf, it might mean something to you later. Because remember, God is not contained in the realm of time like we are. So he might give you a word or something for someone that doesn't bring fruit for years. But when they look back, God spoke into that. So when people give you something that doesn't make any sense to you, write it down anyway, because maybe God will reveal something to you later. So sometimes we pray for hundreds of people before we see one healed. And you know what? Don't give up. Because if you pray for hundreds of people and you see five get healed, or we don't know what God's doing in it. But if we continue to follow him and push. I say push to failure. If you failed, great. That means you're doing something. And we don't know if it truly was a failure because it's up to God, right? So I know I'm out of time and I just scratched the surface of what God has for us. And lucky for us, we're going to stay on this topic for a few more weeks. So this is, my, this is my encouragement to all of us. Dig deep into the word of God because when you read about the crazy, miraculous things that happened, when we talk about them, we know it can happen. It happened then and it can happen now. Find resources that feed you and train you, like the John Wimber video that I talked about or the book that I talked about. Find things that train you and feed you because it can't all happen on a Sunday morning. I mean, we're good, but we're not that good. And there are multitudes of things out there that you can use in your daily life to encourage you, to grow you, to be more naturally supernatural. So is there anybody in the room that doesn't know Jesus, that you've never made that, because we can't tap into the supernatural power if we're not in touch with Jesus who brings that power. So if you've never asked Jesus to be your savior, then I would like you to come up and talk with Rod. Rod, can you come up? And then anybody else? The rest of us, let's all stand. I'm listening. 
So I just want, since we've gone long, I want to say a prayer over you. And I want you to receive it. You don't have to do anything. I want you to just hold your hands out. This is what we call assume the position. Act like you're getting a gift. Do you want a little gift or do you want a big gift? Okay. Whatever your level of wanting to receive is, let's do it. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you so much for the gifts and the the wonderful things that you've given to me, Father God. And I know that those are available for each and every one of us as your disciples. I know that there is unlimited power in your kingdom. And Father God, I pray for each and every person in this room that you would turn up the volume of your kingdom, that they would hear you clearly. And Father God, I pray that you would encourage them to walk in faith, to step out, take the risk, risk that's spelled L-O-V-E, because when we see people through your eyes, we love them and we're moved to compassion and we're moved to do what you do to make things change in your kingdom. So Lord Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And I ask for wonderful divine power encounters for everyone in this room this week. And we look forward to the testimonies next Sunday of how you've worked through us because we are naturally supernatural beings. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E. Y-A-R-D dot com.